Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. We have some exciting life updates. Yes, we do. We last talked to you guys. We just secured a midwife. Oh, yeah. We've been kind of last minute in in this yeah moving in this pregnancy and not last minute but yeah we've been like a little like freestyling yeah flying by the seat of our pants a little bit so it feels good we interviewed quite a few people and we finally secured someone that just felt so right you know when you meet someone and you're like you don't even need to say anything else like you feel right you feel safe you're the one so that that gives me some good peace and then another exciting life update on our end is that we officially found a place to live near denver yes we locked it in we We signed the lease all the things. Um, funny side story. Can I share it? What? The question you asked the last question before we signed the lease. Oh, sure. <laughs> so we're about to sign the lease and everything. And Sandy the whole time is like, babe, I need to know like if someone died in the house, which I get like, you know, you the energy of if someone passed away in the home, it might be a little different or you might be like, is there spirit or is there ghost there or whatever? Um, so she texted the landlord right before we signed the lease and was like, okay, Kind of uh, interesting or funny question, but I have to ask. I ask this at all the places I move into. But did anyone die in this home? <laughs> and he responded actually very. He's like, "Great question, Sandy. Uh, to my knowledge, no, not at least in the recent history." <laughs> and so it was all good. But funny Sandy thing. I'm I'm over here like overly optimistic and positive. Like, babe, you know, the universe wouldn't lead us into a home where someone just like she's like, what if? you know, the husband owns it and he's our landlord and the wife just, uh, you know, died recently or whatever. And I'm like, we just wouldn't get led to that point. She's like, I want to confirm. Okay. And so it was a funny moment. In I mean, life. wouldn't you guys do the same thing? Like, would you want to live in a place if you knew that someone oh, had died there? Yeah, no, most people wouldn't, but would the, the better question is, would you ask? Would you ask before you moved into it? I was ballsy enough to ask. Yeah. Sandy was like, I, it's funny when she wanted to ask, I was like, babe, what if they're kind of interesting landlords? Like, let's get a little more pregnant with them for lack of better term. And where I don't like that term at all. We're almost ready to sign the lease before you like just pop that question because they might be like, these tenants are weird. They're overly, you know, critical, whatever. Anyways, that's the life update. Yeah, Um, exciting news over here. Okay. We're 15 minutes from Red Rocks too. So for anyone who's out there who's listening and wants to come to an epic concert in Red Rocks with us, that's where we're going to be. Yeah. All right, so- you know, in March, we're in this theme of leadership. And actually next week, we have an amazing guest coming on. Oh, someone that I love so much that I can't even believe is my real life friend because I idolized this human for so long. And now like we have each other's phone numbers and we love each other. And I'm like, wow, that's just amazing. So we'll save that for next week. But today, Wade and I were talking about like one of the main things that sticks out in like powerhouse leader is authenticity and vulnerability. So we kind of, today's going to be kind of unique. Wade was like, I kind of want to do like interview style um, where I ask you certain questions Mm -hmm. 
and we'll kind of bounce back and forth and there might be some stories interweaved. Yeah. We're going to see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. But I think when I think of you, Sandy, I think of you're an exceptional leader. And I think two of those traits in, in real true leadership is, is authenticity and is the willingness to be vulnerable. And you have both of those in spades where meaning you're, you are very authentic. You're true to yourself and people like what you see is what you get. And you're very willing to be vulnerable and put yourself out there and and almost lead with vulnerability and stand in your power and vulnerability. So I think when I think back to like, I really saw your leadership progress when you started in our network marketing business almost five years ago and you started six months before I did. But I felt like you had the potential to be a, a really good leader, but it kind of opened your world up to that. So when you were just getting started and in bringing this back into authenticity and into vulnerability, like what were the ways you kind of developed your leadership and how did authenticity and vulnerability come into play? Like in the beginning and growing your leadership and growing your business. I feel like it was really being coachable and like letting my guard down and not coming in with an attitude of like, I know what to do. I'll figure this out. Like I had to let go the urge to want to like reinvent the wheel and do this in my own creative way and just like follow the system, like follow the steps. And I think that's actually vulnerability is like, yeah, was, oh, I don't know everything. Yeah. Oh, someone actually knows a lot more than I do. Let me just follow a mentor to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and just things like, I remember my mentor being like, what are you reading right now? I'm like reading, like I don't read. And she was like, okay, well, that's going to need to change. Like you want to be a leader, like leaders are readers. Like you need to pick up a book. You always need to have your nose in a book. And I was like, oh, okay, well, where do I start? And I started reading. I started listening to audibles all the time. I started listening to podcasts. I started becoming obsessed with personal growth. I started like truly every day being like, how much can I learn today? Like, like being so focused on growth, which feels vulnerable because you're learning so much every day that you're like, wow, I actually don't know anything about this topic. It's constant expansion, constant getting outside of your comfort zone, constantly being uncomfortable, which is, is vulnerability. It's like, oh, I'm getting outside of everything I know and I'm already good at. And that's definitely vulnerability, willing, willingness to grow your leadership. Was there a point, especially in the beginning where it was kind of like, it could have been a make or break moment where you had some, some failure, some, something disastrous happening. Like you could have could if you decided to fold and just stop or quit like you you know you would have been done there but you decided to kind of lean into it and through that vulnerability and willing to you know work through that you you became a better leader like is there a defining moment or anything you think of off the top of your head i honestly was never tempted to quit like a lot of people will have stories about like being tempted to quit i never had that like literally from the day i started I closed the back door on like the option of quitting and like made the decision. Like I'm doing this. I don't care how long it takes me. I don't care if I lose friends in the meantime, if people make fun of me, if people aren't supportive, like I do not care what the journey looks like. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. So I had that like really, really like fine line in the sand, like decision made. And there were hard things that happened that like totally like brought me to my knees and things that I just, you know, there's certain friendships lost. There were certain things that I just couldn't understand that I kept replaying in my head. Like, why would this person say this? Or why, why, why does this person not show up for me? Or 
why do I feel like this vibe, like this person's like judging me? Like I had so much of that like inner turmoil, but as much as that stuff hurt, I never ever was going to let that be. Uh, unwavering vision. Yes. yes. Other, another thing of a leader. What about moments or like vulnerability in the beginning? Like what, what were those moments? Were there defining moments or defining things you did where you were like, oh my gosh, these were vulnerable things that, that I did, especially starting out to, to grow your leadership, grow your business. It's really humbling to share with people like where you were at, like mm-hmm. where you're at before you know, like before you're at where you want to go. Mm. And so when I would share with people, I was like, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm really sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like my last job that I had was making $40,000 a year, a year. That's really embarrassing. Like I was like, how do I, how do you support yourself like that? You know, like not that everything's about money, but like that really does something to your ego when you're like, I literally can't support myself, you know? And so when I would share with people why I'm doing this, I mean, there were so many reasons, but I'm like, I want to prove to myself that I'm smart enough and capable enough and worthy enough and like smart enough and influential enough to build something that could support my family. Like I have a vision of being able to build something so impactful that I can help people make that in a month not even what I'm making. How can I help other people do that? How can I give other people choices? And when I've vulnerably like shared with people, like what I was making at, you know, how old was I age 29 making 40 grand a year, like, and working like 40 plus hours a week. And like, just being so unappreciated at work. I was like, wait, I don't know. It's just very humbling to share that and then be like, I'm done with that story. Mm. I think people too, people are attracted to that. People are attracted to vulnerability and they're inspired by it. It's like, whoa, she's willing, like, cause most people would want to skip over that or wouldn't lean into that or wouldn't share that. They'd, they'd probably more so try to prop themselves up and position themselves up as bigger and better. And it's like, look, like, join me, like, look at all I've done. And you were the opposite. You're like, look at where I've been, but this is where I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to get there but this is why I'm doing it. Like I can't, I, I can't keep doing that. And no, so, but I think pain fuels us too. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've always done from the beginning. Like I've, I've always been so open and honest and vulnerable about like, you know, the loss of losing my mom, like over 10 years ago and how that has shaped me. And I mean, truly completely my entire life today is Wade and I literally wouldn't be married our daughter Cameron wouldn't exist. The baby in my belly wouldn't exist. Like all these sequence of events literally wouldn't exist if it weren't for losing my mom. Like the greatest tragedy of my life led me to like some of the most beautiful blessings. And I openly share that. And I think that's why people are drawn to me is because they're like, you know, they can like feel the scars on my heart. Like they Mm -hmm. can, they can see that. And like, I do wear my heart on my sleeve. And yeah, I think just sharing openly, like what you've been through, um, where you've been, where you are, where you're going, people are attracted to someone that knows where they're going. And from the beginning, I declared like, like I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired. And just the thought of like, keep doing what I was doing. I was like, I can't stay here. Like, this is not the life that I want. I'm fucking sick of this life. Like, 
and maybe I was ungrateful. I don't know. Like there was definitely a lot of negative mindset stuff going on, but the truth is we do hold so much of our self value in what we do and how much money we make and how we're able to support ourselves and our families. And when you literally can't support yourself, like guys, I was literally pulling money that I had inherited from my mom passing away to be able to float my monthly bills, to be able to pay my credit card, to be able to pitch towards rent with Wade. Like that's how I was surviving during that time. I couldn't support myself. And that's a very like shitty feeling when you're like, I don't know, like if I didn't have this nest egg, like I literally would be homeless. Like that's a really shitty feeling. But yeah. Yeah. And I think your willingness to go there and be vulnerable and share that with people like this is where I'm starting out really inspires a lot of people. And I also think to another area of your life and moment and time and chapter where you were vulnerable was postpartum. And I know you've gained, you know, so much respect and admiration from people for being like, just saying to you, I love how open and honest and vulnerable you were within postpartum because it's friggin' hard, especially the first time around you do it. It's like, you've never been through that. You've never given birth until then. And then it's like the, you, this postpartum and your hormones and you, this baby depends on you and all these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were very just honest and vulnerable throughout it all. Like when you decided to get back on social media, you just shared like really how you were and mm-hmm. didn't sugarcoat it. And I know people respected that so much because I think this day and age humans actually BS meters are so good. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can tell when someone's being inauthentic and that's why on the flip side, we appreciate so, and it happens a lot. We appreciate everyone puts on their facades and their things and whatever. And it's like, we appreciate so much when someone is just being raw and honest and authentic and true and vulnerable. And you definitely were, you always are. But in that chapter, I know you were in a hard chapter. And I know a lot of people really respect you for how, and including myself for how you handled that. And, you know, that's not necessarily relating to leadership, but it, it has everything to do with it and the willingness to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always so drawn when people are just like super real. And the hard thing about being like vulnerable when you're not okay is like, you don't know when or how you're going to come out of it. Right. So you're like, I'm not okay. And period, that's it. Like, it's not like, you know, how you're going to not be okay. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so like, it draws people in because it's like, oh my gosh, like she's literally in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. If someone's like, okay, this, this all sound, yeah, this all makes a lot of sense. And they're like, I want to be more vulnerable. Cause like you are probably more inherently more vulnerable than I am. Like I've had to more work to understand, okay, there's a lot of power in vulnerability and it's been work to do that and apply that and exercise that. But if someone's like, I'd, I'd love to start being more vulnerable. Like, do you have any, what would you say to that person? I mean, yeah. Like if there's someone you need to have a conversation with, like maybe you need to own up to something or apologize about something, or maybe you lied to someone or like there's, there's something coming up right now, maybe for you that you're like, okay, I've identified what the thing is. I don't know what that thing is for you, but if there's that thing that's kind of making your stomach, like it's that thing that I'm avoiding the hard conversation, whatever it is, it's like opening that up and going there and it's going to be uncomfortable. Or maybe it's like sharing with people, you know, like we have someone in our life that had a chronic disease that was very 
secretive about it. And this person was like, no one can know. Um, it's a secret. And it put a lot of stress on us because we were like, everyone's asking why this person never comes around and yada, yada. And we're the only ones that know the secret. And it was like this kind of heavy thing. Like what I would say to someone like that is like, I understand that maybe you don't want the attention for this illness, or you think people might treat you differently, but own it. Like, like you might not be here a whole lot longer and this is where you're at and be vulnerable about it. And you never know, maybe it'll open up doors. You'll get certain resources or introductions or introduced to you'll be part of a trial or something that could like potentially help you with this diagnosis versus like living in darkness and like withering away privately. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think too, there's the one, there's nothing more attractive just overall. Like we are attracted to other humans, not even sexually, just like, I want to be around that person who are just, they own who they are. Mm -hmm. Like they're just authentically them. And it's just that you're drawn to that because there's there's vulnerability and there's self-confidence and there's everything in that. And it's actually, I when you really break it down, like it's actually easier to be yourself than anyone else because you just be you. Like you just let your true you out and you don't try and you don't have to work to be anything else, whether that's how you show up online or in your relationships or anything. And on the flip side, like we kind of mentioned, I think inauthenticity is so easy to spot when someone is not being true to them and is mm-hmm. out of alignment with themselves. And I think our soul especially knows it. Like our soul is at peace when we're in alignment with who we are and we're authentically us and we're true to ourselves. Our soul is out of alignment when we're inauthentic, when we're trying to be someone else or something we're not, and or we're trying to put on this mask or this facade. And when I think when our soul's out of alignment, a lot of this toxic stuff comes up in our life, whether it's relationships or it's disease, or it's like all sorts of things, problems with our health. Like it's our, our soul saying, Hey, like let's get get back to alignment here. Mm. And so I think there's like the, the best thing you can do is, is just be authentically and like radically you like, and just show up that way. And when you do, your leadership will flourish. Like people will be so attracted to what you're putting out there because they see themselves. Like it's what we talked about with Christy a couple months ago when we had Christy mm-hmm. Dryling on. She was the last episode in January on Vision, just about how what you see in others, like the beauty that you admire in other people is simply a mirror of like what you shine outwards, you know? So when you start showing up more authentically, when you start showing up more vulnerably, you will attract other people that see that in you and that you inspire them. And they're like, Oh my gosh, like you're so vulnerable. You're so real. You're so relatable. Like I literally know exactly how that feels because I'm going through the same thing or I went through the same thing or whatever it might be. So yeah, that's kind of today's message. Yeah. Lean into it. The hard, the good, the bad, the ugly, the uncomfortable when you're in the middle of the, when you're in the thickness of just not knowing how you're going to get through something and you're uncomfortable, like share it, be like, it's okay to not be okay. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing okay right now. I know there will be better days, but I'm, I'm honestly, (laughs) I'm struggling and I, I haven't fully figured out, you know, how I'm going to work through that, but I'm just owning it. Like we're, we're working through things right now and it's hard and it's okay to say that. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think the C block call to action is what's something that you know would serve the world or a relationship of yours or make things something the world a better place if you were to 
be vulnerable about it and share it? What is it, like Sandy said, a conversation you need to have or something you need to share that you haven't before or something maybe it's going on social media and sharing something and being vulnerable or is it just a commitment to being vulnerable? But what's one thing that you could do to lean into vulnerability that you know would would benefit others? And level up your leadership ultimately. Yeah, that's all we got for you today. All right, we'll see you guys next week. I'm gonna warn you, mentally prepare for fire. Okay, love you guys. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.